I'm doing a sweet glide. Fish brain. Fish brain. I did a fish brain. You. I, I wish I could do a fish brain. I did a macro to outside fish brain to whatever I did. clips we've seen, you know, previews of how beautiful this game looks. Um, and so I contacted the guys, the other team, through the website to see if they were happy to, uh, you know, flick me uh, an access to it for the sake of this review. And they kindly did that, which they didn't have to, but um, gave it a go. Been mucking around with it over the weekend. And uh, and here are my, my thoughts. Um, first of all, maybe a little bit about the game. It's been in development for several years now, uh, two or three years. Um, it's it's the um, you know, it's the project of a guy named I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Jella Aldenaren, Belgian guy who um, isn't a game developer by training, but has is uh, a lot of experience it seems in kind of three D art and animation. Uh, no, and he has had as in those roles um, roles um, influence in the movie and the game industry as a 3D artist, so he brings that side of stuff. Um, and then uh, Leven, sorry if I haven't pronounced your name right, uh, Van den Aldenaren, so maybe they're brothers or cousins, uh, not sure, uh, but he joined in having done a whole bunch of kind of educational games and all this kind of stuff to now um, doing the coding uh, uh, for the various games. So, so these two guys, so it's a really small team, you know, um, and I guess that's worth bearing in mind. This isn't sort of like a major studio or hasn't been backed by a major studio. And instead, these guys, uh, Yella, if that's, again, I'm sorry if it's not how you pronounce your name, but Yella is um, a skater himself and uh, is passionate about doing this. They got the funding through Kickstarter and, you know, funded above and beyond what they needed to get it happen. Um, and uh, this is the end result, you know. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um just sort of scrolling back through um, uh, Yella's um, uh, LinkedIn here, um, and it seems like character modelling, lighting and shading are some of the things on his LinkedIn program. Uh, projects he's been involved in is something called The Secret Realm, 
and something called Fly Me to the Moon. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's that's been their kind of um, background. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the goal ultimately for the game, that currently it's only available through Steam for PC, but the goal is to have it ready also for Xbox One and PlayStation as well. I mean, it's great that something like this is being done um, in the podcast I've done and others do about the nature of inline skating as a culture and as an um, industry and any hope it does have for longevity and, um, and so on. We've got to keep making culture. We've got to keep making podcasts and videos and products and art and clothing and skates. We've got to keep producing these things because that's how you develop a whole kind of cultural identity, something that people can plug into meaningfully and that sustains people. And so a game is a great contribution to that culture creating in this way. Um, uh, the honour roll guys are doing something really amazing for us and I think the interest and enthusiasm for the game shows that. Um, and can I just say, look, when it comes to a game like this, I think every video game, even from a massive major kind of studio, um, right through to this kind of Kickstarter game, uh, it can be easy to slip into being just a git, um, to be um, uh, demanding, consumeristic, negative, critical. Um, I mean, because even with a big game, right, it might be developed by people who then get, uh, you know, they, they get interest from a big company, get extra money from a big company, but then when it gets advertised, a mate of mine who works in the game industry, Jason, thanks, Jason, for your advice on prepping for this review, um, he was saying there was a game just recently that um, that Sony ended up getting involved in, and it was then the massive team of marketers within Sony who marketed the game to create certain expectations so that when the game finally came out and didn't meet the expectations that were kind of misleadingly created, not by the developers, but by this marketing team, people then got really pissy and negative about the game, which was still an amazing game, just because it didn't have things that the marketing kind of implied it would and I guess look in the same way how much more for this tiny team uh, kickstarting off this thing I want to be generous I've seen a lot of positive reviews and a lot of positive reactions and I've seen a lot of people do what I've tried to do as well which is say wow thanks well done this is awesome uh, be encouraging be positive be supportive generate a positive vibe which generates interest which generates purchases which generates income which enables them to improve the game do you know what I mean whereas if you hate on it it discourages the developers it creates negative vibes out there in the world so less people bother to buy it because they hear that it's negative um, and uh, then there's no more money coming in to make it better so I, look I, I'm sure the the, the, the on a roll team have gotten a whole lot of real negative, whingy, complainy. Um, oh, why isn't it ready for Xbox yet? Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Oh, it shouldn't be that hard. Surely it'll only take a day or a couple of hours to put the code in for that. Ugh, it's glitchy. You shouldn't have released it yet. It's not ready for release. I mean, for crying out loud. You know, um, they've released it because they wanted to share something with us so that we can give input, so they can improve it, so the finished product could be better. Appreciate that. Encourage them in that. Participate in identifying those bugs. Don't be some self-righteous, entitled, angry, raging, trolling person who complains just because the controls aren't exactly the way you'd like or it's not available on the platform you want or there's a glitch that annoys you in some way. Get over it. Um, 
And so, look, I've, I've been impressed to see a lot of people being positive and a lot of people saying, um, hey, thanks heaps for what you've already done, guys. Already in its current version, it's great fun. Can't wait to see the end result. That's the spirit. I've also been impressed to see how Yella and, um, and Sophie as well, it's another person who's involved in communications around the game, uh, they just have been respectful, measured, calm, classy in handling all that criticism. So credit to you guys. You are giving credibility to your own production by the way you um, are handling all that. So that's awesome. Okay, uh, let's get into the game itself. Personally, right, I'm not a huge gamer. I, I, you know, my, my kids, my son loves uh, FIFA on the Xbox. Um, my kids love Minecraft and um, Roblox and um, a few things like that. I think the last time I played any games with any degree of intensity was probably Mario Kart on the Wii um, and a game called Injustice on the Xbox where you kind of have all the different DC characters fighting each other like in Mortal Kombat with these killer fatalities. Um, and then, you know, going back before that, uh, I played a game, an old school kind of first person sci-fi shooter thing called Deus Ex, sort of film noir thing. And Half-Life played that. I'm not a huge gamer, right? That gives you, that dates me, right? Not heaps. When I was a kid, I remember playing California games, <laughs> which had a roller skating and awesome BMX. I got really good at the BMX and then the skateboarding half pipe thing, which I slowly started to figure out. I really loved the BMX. They could do amazing tricks on that. Um, uh, yeah, played Maniac Mansion as a kid and uh, some of the King's Quests and, and a few things like that. Never gotten mega into sports games, perhaps with the exception of California games. <laughs> California games. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so so that's a. I never played Tony Hawk Pro Skate Two, which just is this kind of jewel in the crown of PlayStation, uh, Nintendo sixty four uh, gaming, and seen as a great game of all time. Um, I never played any of its follow ups, although I've often been in houses and lounge rooms where people have been smoking pot and playing it and seen it on the screen. Um, I've um, and I've not played the inline previous inline skating games, rolling or um, aggressive inline. I had a little look at, at, at some YouTubes of them, and man, rolling um, looks pretty cool. And maybe sort of the, the basically the uh, no, 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 sorry, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolling looks pretty cool, um, and seems to have like a very similar thing in terms of a massive trick vocabulary. Fairly realistic environments. You can be actual pro skaters and vary their clothes. Whereas um, aggressive in line looked kind of stupid. You know, really camp over the top. You can play like girls with tiny skirts who fall over and you can see their G-strings and blood goes everywhere you fall over and flames comes out the back of your skates and that looked kind of dumb. Um, uh, so I haven't played them either, so I don't really have a heaps of reference, but I'd love to, I'm curious to know what, what the comp comparison is like for people who did play um, rolling in the early 2000s and, and how this compares and contrasts. I mean, obviously there's improvements in terms of um, graphic and visual beauty, um, as well as the sophistication of the um, the way in which you, you do the tricks. Uh, you know, I'd be curious to know what the controls were like with um, uh, yeah, with with um, rolling compared to this. Uh, so that's a little bit of my personal context. So I'm coming into this as a dad with younger kids, watching them play it, um, and as a skater playing a game. And then would I be interested in doing this every now and then for fun? Um, I guess I, I watch my son who loves soccer, plays FIFA, 
And part of the joy of that is just to stay in the world of what he loves. Um, but part of it is he actually even learns new moves and new strategies by watching the AI in the game and learning from it. And I guess that's the kind of thing that um, I'd be looking for, I guess, in playing a game like this, is to, to be uh, not just having fun in the world of skating, but also to be thinking clearly about tricks and trick ideas and trick approaches. And, and I feel like the, the motion capture in this game is so accurate and clear that you really do get a feel, um, particularly in the grinding, uh, for what it works and how it looks and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so what's the strengths of it? The environments are beautiful, the backgrounds, always these gorgeous hilly tree backgrounds, often sort of setting suns, providing this lovely kind of bleed of light so that you feel like you're in a nicely designed HD skate video. Beautiful locations in that way with a mix of uh, flat obstacles and handrails and steps, but then also uh, curving roads that you can carve down with um, with the, the kind of um, the fencing on the sides of the roads that you could grind all the way down as well. So that's really beautiful. Um, the characters look really good. Their clothes are really good. There's going to be options for you to customise that. I saw on the FAQs on their website, actually, um, that one of the FAQs they've already gotten was, um, uh, what about, um, uh, you know, will you be able to do baggy clothes as well? Um, uh, what about that? And, <laughs> and they said, yep, fear not. They'll be, um, uh, they'll be customizable for everybody's personal taste. They won't all have to be skinny jeans. So I thought that was quite funny um, that already there's that kind of um, uh, uh, different perspective out there and they're ca catering for that. So that's, that's quite cool. But yeah, you can customize. Not all of that's available in this preview version, uh, the early release version, but that customizing of clothing and hats and all that kind of stuff is coming, they say. Um, there's some pro skaters already who've participated, um, and uh, and um, and not all of them are available in this early release version as well. So we're kind of waiting to get kind of full access um, uh, to all the skaters. So so far we have Richie Eisler, Robert Guerrero, Anthony Finicherio, Anthony Potier. Um, we've got Yeller himself is one of the characters, a Kickstarter. Um, sponsor is another one of the characters, and then um, uh, there's two female skaters, um, uh, Manon Derrien, I think is one of them, who's already in there. There's another who's in there who, um, my, my, well, I've got my sudden brain blank, and then Stephanie Richer is going to be on there, but isn't there yet, and Dustin Weirbeski is uh, going to be on there, but is not on there yet, so that's kind of uh, who the characters are you can, you can play. Um, uh, that the movements, as I've said, look great. Backward skating, particularly, I reckon, is done is is done really spectacularly. Uh, you can customize by placing obstacles in all sorts of various places. Um, there's a competition mode where you can develop your career and slowly power up into professional status. There's a blade game where you can do a kind of I'll match your trick sort of challenge at this stage it only takes one remote but you can pass the remote between each other and try and match each other's trick and if you fail to match the trick after two efforts uh, you then get the first letter in the word blade b and then if you consistently fail to match the other person's tricks you get l a d e you lose so that's quite fun although it does require you to know um, uh, to be really familiar with these controls um, and that's the interesting thing. Let me talk about the controls. Um, the controls are very complex, right? There's a, there's a uh, the 
RB button is the jump button. Uh, the uh, the L R1 button is like a spin button. You hold it down and then let go, and it will kind of wind up a spin. Um, and then the two joysticks are basically your two feet. So where you point the joysticks is where the feet will be positioned for the grind. And then once you're grinding, um, you can then put them in a different position to switch up um, and use the D-pad um, arrows to um, to make sure you're balancing on the grind. I mean, I'm still getting the hang of that. Um, uh, but it's, it's a sophisticated, and it gives you the experience of actually being in a... Um, uh, Actually skating, because that's, that's such a big part of what rollerblading is, right, is grinding. Um, and it is frustrating to get your feet right in grinding. And so the frustrations of getting it right in the game, and you want a challenge, it's a, it's a game is a challenge, hard-earned skill, um, it's replicated the actual challenge associated with blading. So that's really fantastic, um, I reckon. Um, I love it. They've got half pipes and jump ramps and flits, flips and flat spins uh, and all that built into the game. Huge big airs and huge big flips. Um, that's just cool. I don't think there's all that much difficulty associated with that. So that's not much gameplay challenge there, but it's it's cool. It looks rad. So I like it for that reason. The main focus is clearly on the grinding, which which kind of makes sense in the sense that that's a hugely unique part and a sophisticated part of rollerblading. Um, they have uh, replay mode where you can replay and, and cut and slow down and change the camera angles on the same grind. So that's an interesting thing to look at. Um, and they have um, cess slides, a variation of cess slides um, that you can muck around with as well. So um, yeah, so, so I mean, there's a lot in there. Uh, and I still haven't really pursued the competition elements and the career development elements on the game yet, and I haven't mucked around too much yet with the obstacles. I'm still just kind of getting the hang of the spinning and jumping and switching up and grinds, as well as just having lots of fun doing ridiculously massive triple backflips um, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm starting to now really get the hang of using the game so I can enjoy all that it can do, uh, just starting to get to that point. Um, again, recapturing the real frustration of learning to skate, it can be frustrating getting onto handrails um, that you... Um, uh, if you mistime the jump, you either don't get onto the handrail and um, uh, and you just um, kind of jump near the handrail or you whack into the handrail and fall over. <laughs> Falling over is stupid. You kind of fall flat and collapse in a hilarious way that makes my kids laugh. Um, uh, um, uh, you don't really roll and tumble, I guess, the way a skater actually would to absorb impact, but it's fun. Um, uh, but yeah, you either jump parallel to the rail and miss it, or you hit it and fall over, or you hit onto the stairs and start stair riding, um, and so it's quite frustrating to get the timing just right to actually get onto the handrail, which, which is frustrating as a game player, but then that's a challenge of making the game hard enough to actually be hard work. And again, it emulates the real life challenges of learning to skate. Um, things to develop. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to be this negative person uh, uh, kind of piling on a wish list of a million things, but a couple of thoughts. Um, obviously, there's a bunch of bits and pieces of glitches that still need tidying up where you get stuck in various parts of the environment or you bleed into the concrete or rails go through the guts of your skater. Um, or they start skating horizontally along walls um, for extended periods of time and 
you know, skating over the top of, once I had um, Richie Eisler skating across a lake, um, walking on water like Jesus. <laughs> he looks a bit like Jesus too. Um, so, you know, there's, there's all those kind of things which I'm sure they'll be working on as they move towards the full release. Um, the tutorials are still, there's only a few of them and there's a whole lot more promise there. At the moment, if you go through the wrong, the tutorials that aren't ready, there'll be like this zombie Richie Eisler just sort of standing there, immovable. And when one of them, he's like standing sunk up to his knees like quicksand in a bank and just looking around confused. <laughs> you know, there are times when like um, pedestrians just um, are just kind of walk into a corner and they just stay there like zombies from World War Z. So, you know, there's all that kind of tidying up um, that, that we'll need doing, getting the... Uh, you know, the menu systems and um, button presses. And I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people saying things like you do a 270, sorry, do a 360 sole and it's called a 260, 270 sole. Or I've, I've done a jump where I've jumped kind of over to the far side of a planter and landed on it in a backside position. But because you're kind of, because you've jumped in that direction towards the planter, I think the game thinks, well, it must be a front side because you've jumped towards the obstacle facing forwards, you know, even though you land past it, and so it's actually a far side, um, backside, do you know what I mean? So so there's this trick naming stuff, which I imagine would be an extremely intense challenge, so so there's all that kind of stuff that needs tidying up um, a little bit, but leaving that aside, things to develop, um, I saw someone comment that it would be cool to have kind of crash consequences over time, that, um, that uh, you know, your skill level gets affected to some degree, or you get you could get knocked out by really serious falls, especially perhaps in the competition versions of the game. Uh, it'd be cool maybe to have stuff slowly wearing out and depending on where you are in terms of points earned, when how quickly you can re replace stuff. That'd be quite interesting. Um, it definitely would be great to have a sharper curve turning circle because especially when you kind of try to turn around at the top of a stairwell in order to go back to grind it, it's it, having to do a huge big wide turn is frustrating um looking forward to the cost, costume changes that would be good i wonder whether there could be some sort of setup where there are other goals you could collect and earn um just as you're learning if you don't want to do the competition thing but you do want to just slowly build your skill level that'd be kind of cool to see um uh and, and at the moment, it doesn't look like there's a way to actually dictate what aerial manoeuvres you do in terms of aerial grabs and, um, and even grind grabs, particularly aerial grabs I'm interested in. It'd be cool if there was all the method air and the judo air and the Christ air and all that stuff. You know, that'd be, that'd be great if that was available eventually. Um, in terms of uh, other weaknesses and comments I've observed, um, and I guess this is just reflections on what the game is is um, uh, getting onto the coping to grind sometimes can be hard when grinding ramps. That's a little bit fiddly. Um, I wonder how much over time people will muck around with make your own skate park, make your own video. Maybe there's a certain kind of market of people who love that. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to a full trick list. That would be helpful, although it's been interesting trying to figure it out. And it is fairly intuitive. Um, uh I guess the big question I wonder is, how much will this appeal to people outside of the inline skating community? That's what I'm curious to know. Um, because it's, it is quite dependent upon grinds and the sophistication of grinds and switch-ups. That's something that we, within the sport, understand. Do those outside the sport quite get it and quite understand? I wonder. 
are they willing to get it? My kids who are interested, like not don't love skating, but can skate and are interested in skating enough because I am, um, you could hear them on that recording at the start of this episode, right? They're squealing and laughing and, and shouting out the names of the tricks and because the, the tricks are so hilarious, right? Like fish brain, quite funny names. They were slowly learning the tricks and so that's kind of, that's kind of a thing. Although how much, you know, if you weren't interested in that, how interesting would that be to you? You know, so that's a big, that's a big question in terms of raising awareness about skating more generally. Um, uh, and, um, and are there other things that, uh, that could be added into the game to make it more appealing to a wider market who aren't so interested in that technical side of it? I wonder. You know, there's a thought. Um, could there be, like, the kind of goofy version of it that's slightly bigger but still challenging in more of a attaining targets and goals sort of way? I don't know. There's just thoughts. And I guess that's a question of, I guess, golfers are interested in golf games, right? People who love aeroplanes are interested in flight simulation games. So maybe that's just the nature of it. I don't know. Um, uh, a few other quick thoughts uh, before I tune out on this. Um, uh, it would also be great to have hand plant variations. I don't know whether they're in there and I just haven't figured it out, but that would be cool. One-handed inverts and, and the various kind of eggplants and hopping over, all that kind of stuff would be cool. Um, uh and um, did I have another thing? Maybe I didn't. Oh, yeah, music. Um, at the moment, there's a limit to the amount of music that's available in it, and so that would be another thing that can really enhance your experience of a game like this is licensed to having access to a bunch of cool music. So, I, I, again, I imagine that's really expensive in terms of getting the rights to things, but then maybe as an indie game, they could actually build a repertoire of indie artists who are keen to get their music out there and I don't know, something like that. Um, so there you go. There's my there's first impressions. Um, uh, well done, guys. It's really exciting and I'm looking forward to fiddling around with it over the next little while and I'll post in a little update in the next little while as well. Um, and <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's just really impressive and really beautiful, and I hope it does go a long way and get a lot of interest and does get a nibbling around the edges from people, uh, from gamers um, uh, and maybe ex-skaters, and this can be a pathway in to people admiring this beautiful sport because we've created such a beautiful game. All right. Bad V for Rollerblading podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch, theme music by Edifice Architect. You can find us on Facebook and SoundCloud or subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you have any questions, comments, requests or podcast contributions, please message us on Facebook. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a once-off or regular contribution. Even just two bucks a month, every little bit helps. See you later.